This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned type into one hand. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, one of the things I absolutely adore about that strange thing we call science is how every now and then, something totally astonishing and unexpected pops up and it completely changes our daily lives. Like Einstein's relativity. First, it blew our minds, and then it gave us GPS. This week, my favourite and totally astonishing and totally unexpected thing is the bizarre idea that there might be a mirror universe right next to us and intermingled with us, but almost completely undetectable to us. In this mirror universe, there could be mirror atoms, mirror plants, and even mirror life. Cars might drive on the wrong side of the road, and clocks could run backwards. But this mirror universe would not be far, far away. Instead, this mirror universe could exist within our fabric of space-time and could be cuddling up to us inside our own regular universe, but it would be almost undetectable to us. Astonishing and outrageous, right? But particle physicist Dr. Leah Broussard and her colleagues at the Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee think a mirror universe is possible. And better still, Dr. Broussard has come up with a way to detect this mirror universe. Her thinking is that if this mirror universe actually does exist, then some particles, such as neutrons, could switch between our regular universe and that strange mirror universe. Now, this is pretty weird stuff. So let me get you there in four easy steps. The first step was the explosion in our understanding of astronomy once telescopes hit the scene with Galileo about four centuries ago. Before Galileo, all astronomy had been done with a naked eye. And we had done pretty well. We had proved that the Earth was a sphere and had even measured its diameter to an accuracy of about 10%. But Galileo was the first astronomer to use a telescope, which vastly enhanced what his eyes could see. With a telescope, he discovered that Jupiter had four moons orbiting it and that the planet Venus had phases, just like our moon does. He helped show that the Earth orbited the Sun, not the other way around. So Galileo's telescope completely upset the medieval thinking of the time. The second step wasn't a new technology, it was a lucky accident. On March the 1st, 1896, the French scientist Henri Becquerel described how he placed a small cross made of copper between some uranium and a sheet of photographic paper. He set it up so that there was no way that light could get to the photographic paper. But to his surprise, when he developed the photographic paper several days later, it showed a very clear image of the metal cross. Somehow, and this was totally unbelievable at the time, the uranium was emitting radiation. 
This accidental finding opened up the whole world of quantum physics, which in turn gave us today's electronics. The third step was the unexpected discovery of dark matter. Back in 1933, the Swiss astronomer Fritz Zwicky looked at a cluster of galaxies. And these separate galaxies were all orbiting around their common centre of gravity like a bunch of angry bees. He worked out the mass of the entire cluster of galaxies by looking at their brightness. This gave him their total combined gravity, which is directly related to mass. He then measured the speeds at which the various galaxies were buzzing around. But there was a problem. The galaxies were orbiting much too quickly. In that cluster, the mass and the gravity of all of the galaxies combined was much too small to hold the galaxies together. What was keeping those individual galaxies clustered when they should really have flown off into space? There had to be an additional unknown source of gravity, enough to keep the galaxies all zipping around their common centre of gravity. That was the very first hint that dark matter existed. Today, we are very confident that dark matter is real. We know that it's there by the gravitational effect of its mass. But no matter how hard we look with any of our telescopes, we can't see the actual dark matter. We can only see what it does, not what it is. Today, we reckon that about 5% of the universe is made of regular matter, and another 25%, five times as much, is made of dark matter. This dark matter is all around us and passing through us, but we have no idea what it's made of. And now for the fourth step, which might possibly prove the existence of the mirror universe. The fourth step is that there are two very different ways to measure the half-life of a free neutron. Now, these two methods give us two different answers, but they should give us the same identical answer. And this might, and let me emphasize might, this might be the tiny clue that could give us some understanding of the mirror universe. Now, this is a lot to get your head around. So take some time to reflect on this possible mirror universe and we'll polish off the rest of the story next time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.